Welcome to episode 232 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I am so thrilled she's back. It's been a long time, but I'm so glad she's here tonight. It's uh, Brittany Smith. How are you doing, Brittany? I'm good, Dave. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. We always enjoy having you and give your insights on technology. And of course, Jeff Gammon is back here. We really appreciate it. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. And and as always, thanks for having me back. And I feel like it's a, it's a special episode because it's yeah. been so long since Brittany and I have been able to be on a show together. Yeah, it's so been true. way too long. We can't be doing that. So, um, so we got some good news stories this week. There's a fair amount of stuff going on. Um, beta just hit actually today as we record this. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, as well as some other things that are happening. But uh, let's uh, waste no time and jump right into the news. This article is actually right hot off the press. It got posted not even a half hour ago since we uh, are recording. Uh, Apple's iPhone 14 emergency SOS via satellite feature saved a stranded man in, in Alaska. With the launch of iOS 16.1, Apple, of course, rolled out the emergency SOS via satellite, which is designed to allow iPhone 14 owners to contact emergency services using satellite connectivity when there's no cellular or Wi-Fi connection available. It was put to the test day in Alaska when a man became stranded in a rural area. Uh, story says in the early hours of um, on the morning of December 1st, which is actually today as we record, Alaska State Troopers received an alert that a man traveling by snow machine from Norvik to Kozabu had become stranded. The man was in a cold remote location with no connectivity and he, he activated the emergency SOS and it alert the authorities to his predicament. Well, I think these start kind of stories are really going to, we're going to start hearing more and more of these now. And I'm so glad already. Number one, that's the first one I've seen. Uh, what do you think, Brady? I think this is a great feature. I know, unfortunately you don't have an iPhone 14, but, uh, uh, no, but my dad has one that will arrive at some day when uh, supplies arrive. And he spends a lot of time with no cell s- signal, um, driving back and forth ah. between the coast and, and the right. Willamette Valley. And there's a lot of places with no cell signal. And, you know, occasionally there's terrible drivers. And if he got stuck yeah. somewhere, I'm I'm really glad that my parents will have that option because they're people who I know who spend time with no yeah. signal. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the, and, and the great thing is there right now it's only North America. So it's Canada and, and the U.S., which actually works good because, you know, if you were to happen to drive up to Canada, which is not too far. <laughs> I did not realize it was Canada yeah. also. So that's yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah, U.S. and Canada. And then they're, they're going to soon to expand to France, Germany, Ireland and the U.K. So, oh, uh, Jeff, what, what do you think? I think we've been talking about this for all this time now. And uh, God, this is, uh, this is great stuff. Uh, well, it's great to see it in action and see it working correctly. Yep. I have to say, uh, I, I'm i sure there are people on Apple's PR team that when they heard that the, the first uh, successful yeah. use of this was in oh, yeah. Alaska, were like, yes, <laughs> because if it had been like Golden Gate Park, it would have been, <laughs> oh, okay, how do we spend that? Might that might be a problem. <laughs> that might be a problem. Um, there's there's cell phone cell service there. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. But this this is a great uh, uh, field yeah. test for this. Uh, I do have a question though. Yep. I live in Colorado. I and so I'm used to the to the mountain snow uh, traversing equipment. Traveling by snow machine. A snow machine is a device that creates snow. 
So what was this guy actually traveling by? Uh, yeah, I'd like to know. Um, they also, I know I just noticed this. They just, they did mention that uh, Apple says that the satellite connectivity might not work in places above 62 degrees latitude, uh, which is such as northern parts of Canada and Alaska. And uh, Norvik and, and Kozabu is uh, close to 69% latitude. So I guess he had a, you know, a couple percent below that he was able to do it. So, All right. Tells you where the satellites are. Yeah. The troopers even said that they were impressed about the accuracy and the completeness of the information, including the initial alert. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Of course, all the, thing, the PR all team has been just waiting. I mean, that's They're looking at, looking the at chops on this put one. a feature like <laughs> this into place. Like, it'll help people, but yeah. man, it's going to be a great spin too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I caught that right before we started the show because it just, it just, <laughs> It just hit uh, literally five minutes before we started here. So, uh, so just, I'm glad we get, we're able to talk about that. So great, great, great to hear with that new feature. Um, next story here. This is, uh, uh, this is from our friend Andrew Orr. Actually, he wrote this article. Apple watch, Apple watch series eight accounted for half the smartwatch market in Q3 of 2022. Uh, global, uh, the global smartwatch market grew in 2022. Apple accounting for roughly half of the overall shipments that thanks to strong sales of the Apple Watch Series 8. So, Jeff, you're you're in that group because you have that Series 8. Um, Doing my part for the economy. Oh, oh, that's right. I think Brittany has one too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, I stay with the 7. Uh, so, um, you know, of course, analysts, the analysts from CounterPoint, you always got to question it, that they, they do, they do uh, show a growth of 48% year over year. And it's uh, good to hear, you know, and then smart watch rankings, uh, Apple, about 50% of the, of the market that's showing here. Again, we're depending on these, these guys to do analytics. So what do you think, Brittany? I don't pay attention to these a lot, but I was actually yeah. surprised it was only 50 and I, and that maybe <laughs> yeah. speaks to the people I'm around most of the time. Like this is worldwide, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, um, but I know lots of people who don't have any and and I know like two people who have ones that aren't uh, Apple. So, but then again, yeah. worldwide, all that stuff. Yeah, they were going through a lot of. Uh, uh, Andrew did go through a lot of the analytics of, um, you know, of, of uh, over worldwide as well as uh, Garmin, comparing them because they're obviously the dominant uh, in the in the the watch market for all their all their accurate stuff that they offer. So, what do you think, Jeff? Um. Okay. I, I love seeing stuff like this. At the same time, I take this data with a with a hefty grain of salt because Apple does not share this information, right. so it's all extrapolated. That said, anecdotally, I have noticed people that that I know that have older Apple Watch models, and I'm talking like like Apple Watch uh, OG and Apple Watch One and Apple Watch Two. That are saying, okay, now it's worth getting a new watch for me, and um, yeah, um, yeah. So the fact that there's a lot of people apparently buying these, okay, I guess I have my anecdotal evidence to uh, to back that up. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I guess I, the analytics, you, you, you question them, that, and you you've taught me that each every each time I. I get these articles, you you have to kind of question some of this uh, stuff here. So, um, uh, in the chat room uh, at youtube.com slash in touch with iOS, we're live uh, as we're recording this. Bob Beach says uh, he loves the Series Eight. So there's there's another uh, testament of uh, how great the the Apple Watch Series Eight is. Um, Bob Beach, 
Yeah, this is kind of late for you. I said, yeah, I was going to say, Bob, this is pretty late for you. It's like two or three in the morning, I believe, in the UK as we're, we're recording here. But I appreciate you being up and uh, joining us. So uh, good stuff. Thanks, Bob. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, next story here. Uh, HBO Max, again, has problems with their app. <laughs> so they're working on an app fix for playback errors on the Apple TV 4K devices. Now it says they're working uh, on a fix for can't play title errors. It's, some users have been countering on the app uh, using Apple TV. Uh, it's been widely reported and occurs on all generations of Apple TV 4K using iOS 16, tvOS 16.1 and the latest uh, Max app. Um, so I don't know if this has been updated yet as of yet, but it seems like HBO has been having a bit of a challenge with their, or they don't have the good developers that work on this app because it I seem to remember that they always been in the last few times they've had problems with this. It's just been a really bad experience. What do you think, Jeff? Well, you nailed it. Um, HBO Max app typically is a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they'll fix something. And then pretty soon we realize something else is broken. Um, interestingly, a lot of the problems seem to be happening on the Apple TV 4K devices. Yeah. So, I have missed out on some of the problems because I still haven't uh, um, upgraded to an Apple TV 4K. Yep. So, yeah, but wow, they, they need some <laughs> Q&A people. Yes, they do. Do you, uh, uh, Brittany, do you use uh, the HBO uh, app, Max app? No, nor do I have an Apple TV that can put apps on it. Okay. Oh, you got the second gen or third gen. Okay. The last one before. Yeah. Third gen, I think it was. The, I, the I think that's the grand update. Yeah. yeah, it still works. The it still works for you. Everything. you, know, you can get access and it to does most things sometimes, but a lot of yeah. times we just do broadcast to the TV, which now can support AirPlay. Yeah. AirPlay, yeah. So, so or or at our other house that doesn't have that set up, we use a U- HDMI to USB C cable and watch on the iPad. Yeah, yeah. So let's Very hope they fix school. it. Let's definitely hope <laughs> they fix it. Uh, next story, Apple Music Replay 2022 is revamped with a highlight re- uh, highlight reel. Uh, Apple, uh, this week, they, they did uh, roll out an updated Apple Music Replay experience for 2022, showcasing a highlight re- highlight reel feature. Uh, the overall experience, has uh, will, will, which started to be noticed from, for, by Apple Music subscribers on Twitter earlier, and uh, new highlight reel is the forefront of replay web pa- the replay web page, which uh, user, users are encouraged to interact before delving into more detailed information and expanded listening insights. So it seems like it's a little <laughs> deep here with replay here. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not ever, I've never touched, tried this. Uh, do, uh, Rene, do you have um, Apple Music? You use that? I, I don't, unfortunately. Yeah. I, all the media stuff I'm behind. Just assume I'm behind on anything media okay. no, intake good. and we're we're good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Jeff, have you, have you tried this? I haven't, actually. I, I have. Um, I, see, I, I balance Brittany out because uh, I... <laughs> I jump in right <laughs> yeah. away on a lot of this media stuff. Uh, what you, I found you is, yeah, it's it's how I roll. Um, the highlight reel, I I watched it, and one part of it made sense. The the part where it said that the the most single most played song, 
And it's actually a white noise track from Apple Music that I play mm. every night when I go to bed. Mm. So like the whole first part of the reel is just, (laughs) which I thought was incredibly funny. Um, But then as it progressed into the rest of the information and uh, all the rest of the data, I'm like, is this actually my Apple music account? Because none of this is accurate. And, And then I scroll down and I'm looking at the most played album and I'm like, no, that's not an album I've played. And it was like everything I was looking at was just wrong. But there was enough there that was close enough that I'm like, all right, well, I mean, there's a bunch of talking heads in here. So that's that's a me thing. But it it was it was a lot of fun because I got to experience a lot of content that I've actually not experienced before, even though Apple says I listen to it a lot. Yeah, the uh, 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 this article actually was updated. It looks like Apple did uh, release a news, uh, a post news uh, about this. Uh, so I did put the link in the show notes here. So uh, check that out. As far as uh, Apple giving you the actual announcement that they launched uh, the new replay experience in the newsroom, I should say. Uh, so talked about the redesign and all that stuff. So check that out. And yeah, I'm gonna have to go check this out because and you can go I mean, to it's replay a nice layout. Yeah, you know, I guess once the user is eligible for a replay, I guess you have to have listening stats. So that's how it works, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We'll play us in insights. Yeah, let's check that out. Spotify's that. had something like this forever, right? I think so. Yeah, and Apple's had something like this for a long time too. Okay. But Spotify, theirs is better known because Spotify has been very good at letting people know it's a thing. Yeah. And, and letting uh, them share it with other people. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. it's uh, uh, definitely going to be an interesting, interesting thing how that goes. So um, next story here, Apple announced the Oceanic Plus app, which is now available for the Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, they announced that uh, this week uh, is available for the Apple Watch Ultra starting to starting this week. Designed by Hoosh Outdoors in collaboration with Apple, the app serves as a dive computer for recreational scuba diving at depths up to 40 meters or 130 feet. Oh, my gosh. This won't be anything I'll be doing. But uh, this is uh, this is great to see that, that they're, they're adapting this Apple Watch Ultra for what it was really designed for, is for, for diving and a lot of sports and, um, and, uh, being an ultra, being an ultra. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> it is nine ninety nine a month or seventy nine ninety nine a year, uh, to use the, the, and what the users get access to is decompression tracking, tissue loading, unlimited logbook capacity and more. So I wonder and, if they let you add it for like just a month here and there. Yeah. You could, you could do it $10 a month and just cancel if you'd want to, I'm, so, I'm assuming. So it'd probably be better if, unless you're one that scuba dives every month <laughs> to get your get your full value. Not here. so much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably not very good on your body doing it that much. But <laughs> any thoughts, Jeff? Um, yeah, this is cool. Um, I'm not getting an Apple Watch Ultra because <laughs> it, it's so fracking big. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. But I find these features cool, and I kind of want to encourage my dad to get one. Because he does dive more than I do. Um, and so, and and do other things like that. So, yeah. You know what would make me consider getting one of these? 
uh, first, it needs longer battery life because it's it's still not an overnight uh, backcountry device. Uh, then the second thing, it needs to to work um, when it's on the outside of your clothes. So, um, what I would want to be able to do is uh, is have every function that can work. I know I can't do like uh, like uh, my heart rate and stuff if it's on the outside of my clothes, but put it on the outside of a parka when I'm out um, snowshoeing. And be able to see everything and use as many features as possible on the watch. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be V2, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Very, very possible. I mean, there's some, there's some things you can do if you go and change settings. Because right. otherwise, how could you use it on the outside of a uh, a dive suit? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Again, we're probably not the audience for this, but uh, but there probably are people out there listening that are. So I'm glad we talked about it. Uh, next story here: Apple has begun selling uh, several new multi-device MagSafe charging stands from OtterBox and Zen's. Uh, this week, actually, yesterday as we record, they they started selling these multiple device charging accessories uh, for the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple Watch, and the AirPods. Uh, OtterBox's uh, choice is a two-in-one power bank with MagSafe that will wirelessly charge the iPhone at 15 watts and also has the magnetic puck for the Apple Watch, Series 7 or Series 8 or the Ultra. $149.95 for that. Um, and then a more basic one, which is uh, a two-in-one power bank for the Apple Watch. Uh, it was also released by OtterBox. Uh, and the final one was uh, actually a another one that's a, by OtterBox. It's a... Uh, multi-mount MagSafe power bank for another 150 bucks here. Um, and uh, Zen's, I guess, has now this Zen's has a four-in-one charger, which will also charge the iPad, 30 watts. Um, but uh, that, that there hasn't much much detail on that yet. So it's good to see that we're getting more and more these types of chargers because, you know, I, I like the fact of having a stand and uh, it's all in one place and you just put my watch here, put my iPhone here, and if I have to, I'll put my iPad there. Um so what do you think, Jeff? I think that if you charge your Apple Watch and your iPhone on your nightstand, you need to get something like this. Yeah. It is it's just so nice at night to be able to set my iPhone on the charging mat and then put my Apple Watch on the little um charger, holds it upright. So now it's my my bedside clock. And it it sounds like a uh, just like a frivolous thing, but when you have it on the nightstand, it is just so nice. Um, so th- that's why I'm actually really happy Apple is doing this because now this becomes something more people will be exposed to, and uh, uh, yay capitalism! Yay, uh, uh, Brittany, do you use a MagSafe charging, or you just use a the regular cord? I I use a cord or the cheap chi charging pads. Um, if I'm out and about, it, it is inadequate for my battery usage, and gotcha. and I would have to change in the summer because in the summer I run a beta and it's hot outside. Yes, and MagSafe charging and chi charging in general is really really hot, so mm-hmm. I just can't I can't take the heat, so to speak. Also, play Pokemon Go. Um, 
And that is one of the things I'm often doing with it. So I, I have to plug in. That's the only only way I can really do it. But for like lazy places around the house, I can use those. But yeah. So I just don't have a lot of MagSafe charging. I have MagSafe accessories, but they're not charging accessories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I I'm actually with you on that, Brittany. Um the the only MagSafe accessories I have, I have a MagSafe case, and then I have that little uh, wallet pocket that goes on the back, and uh, and yeah, uh, if you need to have efficient, fast charging, it's wire all the time, which is why it's all, I always do wire charging in my car, and where it can be lazy, as you said, that's when it goes onto a Qi charger just sitting around the house, right. And, and for those, like, especially overnight, it doesn't have to be fast. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't need it to be MagSafe. Um, but I have uh, camera mounts that I like that are Mags because it's so easy to take it on and off. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. I'll do that sometimes. That's true. Uh, Bob Beach in the chat, uh, he says, will Apple ever resurrect the, their three device power pad? I can't remember the name of that, what it was called. It was something along Air those lines. Power. It was Air, Air power. power. That was it. Yeah. That item that never... Yeah came back i see i agree with you as well i think apple is finally realizing you know what let's leave it to the professionals the the, the uh device makers not the uh or the accessories makers not the uh not them this <laughs> is too much i mean what apple wanted to do was great um the problem is they had a uh a test product in their skunk works labs Yep. And they had a uh, a keynote event where um, I forgot what who did an, an announcements like the day before. It's like Samsung or something. Mm-hmm. It was also that a whole bunch of stuff got le- leaked from their brand new stuff. Right. right. And, and, and they needed a surprise. Yep. And so they announced this. And uh, and my guess is that if it wasn't for the confluence of events that led to them to just dropping that in at the last minute, we would have never, ever heard of this product except uh, like 10 years, 15 years down the road, someone talking about – uh, in retrospect, when we were working on cool stuff in the labs, we did have this one idea. It's too bad it never worked out. It did crop up a few places in code, like references to it, yeah. but we wouldn't have known what it was about. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. somebody mentioned it, but it may, it may never have made it to a news article because it wasn't a term we already knew. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're derailing. Yeah, this isn't it. the show where we're allowed to derail. No, we can derail. Oh, Brittany, oh, we can try and derail. <laughs> Dave is just really good at pulling us back onto the tracks. Good, really in here. Uh, no, that that's a, it's good to talk about that because yeah, we, it was always like, huh? Why why did Apple not make it? But you know, I think like I said, leave it to the accessories designers. That I think they do a better job with it. Um, the uh, next story here is Apple announces the 2022 App Store winners best apps of the year. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these. Some of them, so I'll grab some of them that, that kind of stand out here. Uh, the iPhone app of the year was a, was be real by be real. I don't what, know uh, what that is. <laughs> I, I do know what that is. And well, uh, uh, I edited myself family friendly show. 
<laughs> Seriously. It, that was a weird call for the top. That was billing. a really weird yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried out be real because I try out all this stuff. And Thank you for doing it. So I don't have to spend my time on it. I oh, it's a social that, network. Jeff. Okay. I, I couldn't you're, you're, what you're welcome, Brittany. And it was, it was just a totally weird thing. And, um, um, yeah, after I think about a week or so, maybe a couple weeks, um, and I, I just couldn't get into it at all. And it just felt awkward and weird. And I deleted the app and that was the end of that. Yeah. it's kind of weird. That's a social network app. Yeah. Um, and okay. And the fact that, uh, that you weren't sure what it was at first, right. That should tell you enough about the app and the service. How could it possibly have made it to this point? We're in that echo chamber and you didn't even know what it was. I recognized the name and I couldn't place it. So I had to do a search really quick. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember people talking about that thing. And I get it like a reaction to the let's get extra pretty and pretend like I just woke up Instagram lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I get that. But at the same time, it wasn't really a good enough foundation for an entire network. Yeah. No, no. Um, so I'll mention just a few others here. There's a, there's a long list here. We don't need to spend all this time on it, but good notes five, which is good notes is a great note taking app for the iPad. Um, that's always been a crowd favorite. Um, I'm a, it's sure my that. number one most used iPad app. Yeah. A lot of people like it with note taking and PDF markups and yeah, it's, it's a great, mm-hmm. it's, uh, got a, a great ecosystem. It does have in-app purchases so you can expand upon it and you know, it's, uh, Full, yeah, you could buy a full version unlock for nine bucks and then you don't have to deal with the license. So you buy a one time deal and, mm-hmm. and then you're happy. 4.8 rating. So, yeah, you can't, you really can't, uh, can't beat this at all. Um, so and it's also available on the Mac as well as the iPhone and the iPad. So you, you go across the platform and all three. Uh, That's critical for a quality notes app. Yeah. So you're going across the, across the board. You're just like Apple Notes, which I use a lot. Um, same deal here. So, um, there come games here and we're not much of a gamers here. I won't go too much about it. There was some cultural impact winners, which they say have made a lasting impact on people's lives and influence culture. Uh, I'll pick one here. Uh, how do we feel? Not sure what this is. Emotional well-being journal. Hmm. I didn't know about this app. Um, and it's got almost five, the 4.9 out of five stars too. So might be something to check out because I don't, I'm never, I don't think uh, anybody here on the panel uses this before. I don't think they, I haven't. So, no. so good way to discover apps when you, when they, when Apple does this kind of stuff here. So, um, but uh, good to see. I always like every year at the, towards the end of the year, each year that Apple does this and we get to find out, you know, what, what impact a lot of these apps have made. So, um, next story is uh, Apple won't shut down the app store connect for the holidays. Uh, Andrew Orr wrote this for for us of uh, Apple Insider again here, and um, that's unusual because usually Apple does shut down for the holiday season, and it's like usually like the week of the Christmas and New Year's uh, to, to do some uh, to submissions and to updates uh, during the holiday period. But I guess uh, they opted to to, to to allow it to happen. Hmm. Didn't that happen last year also? Did they? I don't recall. I, I, don't. I think last year was the first year they did that. And and it makes sense that yeah. 
even if this is the first year and I'm just misremembering, mm-hmm. Apple has a large enough staff across multiple countries. Right. There's no reason why they can't have uh, App Store Connect open through that uh, traditional end of your window when, they, when they're closed. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense here. So any thoughts, Brittany? No, not really. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and move I, on to the I last. I people can get their vacations if they need it. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's make sure they do get their vacations. Uh, and last story of this week, uh, iPhone users can now share their digital car keys with Pixel users. Wider Android support coming soon. 2020, Apple did introduce a digital car key feature that allows users to unlock and start a compatible vehicle by bringing the phone or Apple Watch near the driver's side door. Car keys are stored in the wallet app, same way as a credit card. Feature is limited to select BMWs, Kias, and Genesis vehicles. Uh, so uh, Apple has been working with the Internet en- Energy and the Engineering Task Force um, and and others to establish an industry industry standard for sharing these digital keys across platforms. And this is great to hear. Hey, you know, you know our our Android fans, especially Pixel, them, you know, a lot of it's a, it's a perfectly I'm, decent. Pixel's an obvious well, place to start because yeah. it has mm-hmm. the same programmer and, and yeah. releasey person. So, I mean, this Software is... Software and is, hardware. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, no, this is good to see. I mean, I think uh, slowly but surely we're seeing more cross-platforms. But, you know, I think messages is the next one I think really has to happen at some point. I know that's a big topic. but It's the way but, to make it a real thing instead of just yeah. a thing you say at a keynote to sound impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So good news. Glad, glad to hear it. And our friends with the pixels can unlock their cars. I can't do it. I don't have a car that does it. So, but all right. Uh, that's uh, the news for this week. Let's go on to our topics. Uh, update now. Update now. Apple did release iOS 16.1.2. Uh, it, it, it's a, it, it's another minor bug fix update that comes one week after the release of 1. 16.1.1. And only three weeks after 16.1 came out, it's a uh, which of course we know added iCloud, uh, iCloud shared folder library, Matter live activities, and more. They really didn't get too much in the details, other than it did fix the crash detection optimizations in the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro models, um, improved connectivity with wireless carriers. That's important. So, uh, um, so that's that's really an important uh, thing to fix, I would think. But um, I don't know. I have to go into the support articles. When it first came out, they did. They said, "Well, well, details are still waiting available." It says, "This details available soon on Apple's support site here for security updates." So, as I said, everybody go out there, update, update, update. It's so important to jump on this. Apple doesn't release the dot one or dot two version for for no reason. So, but of course, Brittany's on beta. So, <laughs> I, I am yes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, go go do it. And speaking of beta, uh, uh, as we record today, it was just released a few hours ago. Um, uh, Apple seeds the fourth beta of iOS sixteen point two and iOS iPad OS sixteen point two. Did you already update that, Benny? Yes, I saw it in your document. I was doing okay. good, and I was like, "Well, I should update." I checked yesterday. And and it has not crashed and burned in the last four hours. I also couldn't tell you what's different. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's saying there really isn't any uh, noticeable uh, additions to uh, uh, what 
it's updated and that's generally the case. I mean, I think we're getting really, really close. I know they wanted to release 16.2 in this month that we're at December 1st. So, it, so I think it's important to, to know that, uh, uh, that, that, that that's there. So, um, definitely, uh, good to see that they've released this and, uh, and, uh, let's hope it comes out, uh, shortly. So, um, so, and, uh, watch OS 19, 9.2 has been released as well as, um, of tvOS 16.2. Of course, we know tvOS never really has any fanfare or whatever that comes out here. So, um, so go, if you're the beta testers, like a few of us are here, go out and get it, get it. If not, like I always say, if it's, if it's your primary device, don't update your device, please. <laughs> um, Right. So let's uh, move on. Let's move on. And um, I thought this would be a great topic because Brittany, of course, has some great videos on her YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash ADD Liberator, right? Did I, did I yep. say that right? That's and I got the link in the show notes for this particular one that really caught my eye. I think this was a great video you did on the notification summary. Uh, I'd like to review this and what's, what's best for all of us. But, but Brittany, you can go ahead and start off. And what 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 really stood out for you for the notifications? I know the stacks and all the different settings that you like to uh, that that we like yeah, to, to change for customization. The lock, the lock screen changes were the biggest thing this year um, to to impact notifications. But I it was just time for me to do an update because the last time I did yeah. it was before summaries and 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 all of yeah. those things. So um, I, I'm a big fan of if you don't have a reason, you need things urgently to yeah. do. Th- the old school deliver quietly way, mm-hmm. um, which is no longer a button, but uh, you know, where it doesn't, it doesn't have to make noise. It doesn't have to have a badge, you know, it may or may not show up on the lock screen, but it'll be there in the notification center, which is just the lock screen unlocked. Um, and, and you can see it when you need it, when you can check in, I don't know how many people check their notification center who aren't obsessed with this stuff like I am. Um but sometimes I accidentally check it on other people's because it's like an automatic swipe thing now. Um, you know, I get up from working. I'm like, hey, what did I miss? You know, I can see, did I have updates in our guild discord? But it's not going to bother me. Um, so I, I do a lot of things that way mm-hmm. if I can get away with it. But yeah, taking a look at what what do I need and when. Yeah, is, yeah that, make, that makes sense. As always. Um, you, you, you did go through uh, some of the, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the scheduling summaries, the notification settings, uh, screen sharing. Um, what did you do on the screen sharing uh, that was for notifications? For I mean, it's it's really just a setting of, hey, if I'm sharing my screen, is it allowed to show the notification or not? And I just said no, because what if it's a text from a client or something? So yeah. um, I have those off if I'm in screen sharing mode. Because, um, you know, also I could be recording a video. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, the app notifications, I personally, I like turning those off. There's a lot of app notifications. I just don't Most know. of them are just off. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that in this video, but I said it in the previous one. My policy is one notification device to rule them all. Mm-hmm. So if you can get away with only getting them on one device, the watch counts as part of the phone um, and, and not have them go off on other things like Apple's got a little bit better about having them at least go away after a little bit if they've gone off on all the devices, but you just, you just don't need it necessarily. If you always have your phone or your watch with you, like, do I need them to go off on my computer too, or on my iPad too? And so thinking about like, where do I actually even need it? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Jeff, is there anything of of these that you, that you uh, customize or turn off? Um, Yes. And, uh, and, 
Brittany, I love that you talk about this and tell people about this because it's so important. I mean, people get so wrapped up in the notifications. Uh, so the, the way I've set up um, my notifications, if it's not something I really need a notification for, it's just off. Um, and then if it's a notification that is something that that I know I want to know about um, in, a, in a very timely fashion, so something I may need to act on in the in the very near future, then I will let that tap my wrist. I actually mm-hmm. have my my Apple Watch on mute all the time. So uh, I never hear sounds from it. And then if it's something that I do want a notification, but it's not critical for whatever reason that that I get that notification right away mm-hmm. that stays on my phone and uh, and I can just go and look at notifications, just like Brittany said. So uh, thank you for the validation on the way I'm doing this, Brittany. <laughs> the other downside is not just that people get caught up or distracted with them. Um mm-hmm we can go numb to the stuff that actually matters. So if I'm getting something that's important, but it was in the middle of a bunch of, you know, garbage from Instagram or I don't know, some video game, I I may not even realize what I missed. I mean, you know, we have some great things like uh, the notification summaries. Do you remember when we didn't have that? Oh my God. Yes. Um, we've got those things that can at least group them together. But if if it's going off with sounds all the time, we just go numb to it. And yep. so we may miss something that's actually really, really crucial. Like, hey, I'm going to pick you up in five minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish we had more granular control over what uh, uh, alerts we get and where we get them. And uh, And my guess is that if app developers really wanted to do that, they probably could. Uh, yeah. Example for me, I want to get a notification when I have an Amazon package delivered. So I can I can go and grab it and bring it inside right away. But all the rest of the notifications that I get from Amazon are non-critical. And that's the developer. I mean, think about it on Twitter, on, well, on Twitter, because you can't get notifications on any other Twitter clients um, anymore. But like in there, I have it notify me, notification center only, but like, not for everything, but just for a few things. And I can customize that. And Amazon has zero interest in giving you those options because they want to use it to sell you stuff. Am I misremembering that when Apple first introduced notifications, they said it it cannot be used for advertising? You're not. And Apple uses it for that too now. They might have even taken it out. It's horrible. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I get so many notifications from my apps that are just advertisements oh yeah yeah and And it's actually made me turn off notifications for some apps where i would prefer to have some level of notification and i i've basically muted the app i deleted the alaska app this weekend because it wanted to tell me about a black friday sale i was like yeah your notifications are to tell me my flight's late that's your only reason for giving them to me this is not okay yeah that's great that that's horrible which um, sucks because then when I download it again, I'll have to like you figure to out what my again. login and stuff is. But yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I like how, what they did in iOS 16 with the change in the notifications, the way they displayed. You know, you have, uh, the count. I don't know that. I don't know how how practical that is. Did you like that? It's also wrong. 
Um, is it? Because so you're like, it I only have 12 counts. notifications and that's it. And then you tap it and then it brings them up, right? So if you're in, in focus mode, right, um, only the things that you've given permission to show up um, above the fold, for lack of a better word. Otherwise, you have to swipe up to see the rest of them. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and so that count only has the ones that are allowed to go above the fold. Yeah, that's great. So it could say oh, I didn't two, know that. and you could have six. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not a fan of some of the changes that involve the lock screen, <laughs> but but that's because I want my notification center to actually be a completely different area than the lock screen. Um, I want my lock screen to have that nice, pretty separation, so I can see my pretty lock screen, and I want the notification center to have nothing but notifications, and I miss that. Oh yeah, yep. Because you um, still have to do that swipe up to like get to the rest of them, like the extra swipe. Yeah, sounds really privileged as I'm saying, hearing myself <laughs> say it out loud. But I still swipe. feel that way. <laughs> well, Brittany, you may sound privileged, but you are not in this sense. Um, okay, so I have a thing that I've talked about for a long time, which is which I dubbed economy of motion, and the 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 more the when you make me do more with taps and swipes to get at something, you're becoming less efficient. And uh, and notification center now has become horribly inefficient because you have to do a swipe and a tap and then another tap. And then finally you get to see the things that you were going to look at initially. And now you have to tap on the one you really wanted. And, uh, and there's a lot more going on with taps and swipes now like significantly more than we had uh, prior to iOS 16. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the way notification centers working. And, and I don't, I, I legitimately don't mind it on the lock screen at all, but that's not how a notification center should work. And when I think about yeah. people like, okay, I'll be honest, my parents and how many notifications are in their notification center that they do not realize are there until Brittany yeah. does her periodic pruning. You don't need this one, do you? Um, <laughs> um Mostly because if I don't, my dad will never get back to my text messages. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, and there's just, they have no idea that they're even in there. Now that you have to swipe up an extra swipe, how many people will not have any idea what's there if they don't know they're missing something to even swipe up for it? Yeah, uh, I, I've fallen in the habit of not swiping up regularly. Mm -hmm. and uh, And so when I do, I am always surprised at what I'm seeing. I'll, I'll be honest, um, my video complaining about this feature is my most popular video I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. I can. Uh, uh, maybe it's just because YouTube loves negative. I don't know. I'm not normally negative. <laughs> if it's something you don't but like, you got you to you know, tell it like it is. Got to call it out. Yeah. Anyway. The uh, announced notifications, I didn't, I don't use that. Do you, you do use that? How do you use that? Um, so some were on by default at one in some version of iOS. Um, mm. but I have it set. So it only does it when my AirPods are in. Um, oh, okay. Um, it could also theoretically do it if you're in CarPlay mode, that's a different setting. Yeah. Um, and it, it reads them to you. So if I've got my AirPods on, which is my stereo, um, when I am driving, which we talked about before and very much alarmed one of the other panelists on her voice's side. Um, <laughs> it's going to read my notifications. I don't have CarPlay. 
and I don't want to look at it and I'm on a two hour drive. And so it's really handy to have it listen, like say it out loud to me. And then it like will pause. And if I talk during that time, it's going to, Siri is going to automatically do an offer to reply to somebody. Not offer, but if I say, hey, reply, I don't have to do the whole hey incantation first. (laughs) I just... Um, I just, I just start talking and then I can, I can do that interaction. You can do it for a lot of different, um, apps. Messages is the main one I have it for though. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't even, I forgot that it is turned on by default and yeah, yeah I do my, my messages on CarPlay are, are read back to me. Um, yeah. I, I see you can turn off reply without confirmation. So I, that's kind of dangerous because it, it should read back to you with it. Well, you don't have car I don't so. have that turned on, and I'm telling you, it did that to me the other day anyway. Did it? Okay. And I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> oh, fine, whatever. Do you, do you use um, this feature at all, Jeff, for the notifications? I, I do, but I don't use it a lot. And it comes back to the same thing I said already. I want more granular control. So, for example, let's say I get uh, a text message from. Um, um, Amazon telling me that there's some special going on. I don't need to hear that. But let's say my mom or my dad sends me a message. Um, I probably want to know what that is right now. And I want to hear it right now. You can control it by app. You may not be able to control within the app, but you can say messages is allowed to announce not Amazon. Well, yes, but what I mean okay. is like, like I want the granular control so that I can say this person, when they message too. me, go ahead and and uh, play it in my head for me. But uh, for everyone else, don't. Or or how about how about you never tell me if somebody sends me an image? This is not going to help me in any way, shape, or form. I can't look right. at it. Right. I don't care. And then I've just, it's been, anyway, it's my, my actual least favorite part is when it's a really long message, it won't automatically read it. Um, It'll say you received a long message. I'm like, yeah. Hey, how about you read it to me now? Right. It will do it if you ask directly, but like, <laughs> like I, this I was, is exactly I, what you're for. <laughs> right. And, and the other thing is where it'll read a message up to a point mm-hmm. and, and it'll mm-hmm. stop like mid word. Because that's all it had for whatever its preview thing was. I've I've had it do that too. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know what the parameters are where where it's between reading you the message and telling you have a long message. But I have had it where it goes along and then whatever preview I would have seen in notifications where it stops after like the second letter of a word, that's where the speaking stops too. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable and terrible. <laughs> I know, isn't it just so precious? <laughs> it is very precious. <laughs> oh, S person, you're adorable. <laughs> yeah, bless your digital heart. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, we could go on and on with this topic because uh, we have such uh, pa- passionate uh, uh, thoughts of what this, uh, what the uh, way the way this should be set up. But uh, I would like to make sure we hit on a couple other topics here and um, uh, focus mode. That's the other one that I know you use a lot. Um, I, I should yeah. use it more and I don't. And um, <laughs> I, 
you, you've got it all set up with the focus mode. I know I've got a link in the show notes here from uh, uh, OWC Max Sales. They have a great uh, guide that they just created here. Um, but cool. uh, using the, uh, the uh, so, so you basically set up the four different uh, sections there that do not disturb personal sleep and work. Do you, do you utilize all those? Um, I have my own. Sleep is, I think, the only native one that I use. Oh, okay. And do not disturb. The old-fashioned do not disturb. Um, I have, and I don't even use sleep sometimes the way it's intended. Anyway, um, I have one for wind down at the end of the day, not mm. what Apple calls wind down because they turn on your sleep focus mode, which is not what I want. Um, mm. but I called it wind down in honor of the intended wind down. Um, and it's, what do I want to be doing in the evening? So, you know, I don't want to be getting, not that I get email alerts anyway, but like, I wouldn't want to get email alerts. Um, I don't get alerts from my business partner, much as I love her, um, <laughs> but I will get them from my family, my friends, um, that I'm more likely to communicate with in the evening because that's fine. It's not, it's not going to send me down some rabbit hole, but I wouldn't right. get them from work related things or, or anything like that. And so. Um, I also have a, like a pleasing little lock screen that I like that has sleepy Pokemon on it to remind me to be sleepy and, you know, <laughs> not stay up too late. Um, <laughs> um, little little things like that. And you can also link it, you know, not only with a lock screen, but also with a watch yeah. face. I was going to say, yeah, it's uh, I like that. I like how you can name your focus and create that focus, customize it. Uh, like in this article, it shows a book club and you can set the color and what it is and then you just go in and uh, set it that that's great and the same thing with the lock screens you know you can have it have it right there on the lock screen for you and then be able to set a custom home page for the focus mode if you want um so that mm. they've really they really come a long way with focus mode since uh previous versions of ios uh jeff do you use a lot of uh, do you use focus mode a lot uh, i use focus mode a lot but I haven't set up a lot of custom focus mode things. Yeah. And uh, and I started to play with that a while ago and realized that I was doing the thing that you, you know how some people when they get into into the whole GTD workflow, getting things done workflow, their workflow becomes setting everything up and not actually doing it. And, uh, and my problem with focus mode was that I was getting so focused on trying to come up with all these amazingly complex, uh, modes that I realized I'm kind of defeating the purpose here because I'm essentially replicating the same thing several times when what I really need to do is just set, do not disturb. And, uh, and so I use do not disturb all the time. And, uh, and then sometimes I use the sleep one, but like you, Brittany, I'm not using it probably when I'm in, uh, when I'm in bed. No. I, I use it when I'm actually going to sleep, but not for my like, Hey, you know, chill out, get ready for bed. Are you trying to use up all my willpower, not going off on a GTD tangent with you right now, Jeff? <laughs> I, you know, after saying it, I realized what I did and, um, <laughs> I uh, didn't, I won't. But but it would have been a great test of Dave's ability to pull us back on the on the rails, because <laughs> when you took off, I would have been running right beside you. <laughs> um, that that aside, if you don't have a customization you already know you want, 
yeah, that's why I still have a do not disturb because it's on a lot. But I realized, you know, when I'm getting ready in the morning, you know what I really can't afford to not have? My reminders and calendars alert me. Because what if, what if I forgot about something that I'd put in my calendar and I'm right. getting ready in the morning, right? So I let it in, right? I'm getting ready. I don't want that when I'm asleep, but while I'm getting ready in the morning, I for sure want one of those things that I set for myself a while ago to actually do its job and remind me of that thing. So I have a special one for routines that's going to let reminders, specifically just reminders and calendars in. Okay. So Brittany, what you're doing right now is helping me work through the, I'm trying to, to create, to create a problem where I've already built the solution sort of a uh, uh, problem that I was having with some of the focus mode things I was doing. And what you gave me is a perfect example of where one of the, the custom focus modes that I wanted to create would actually be useful. And this is the way to do it. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And I even charge yeah. you for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well done. I'm totally teasing you, Jeff. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about with the uh, with focus mode, uh, uh, Ozok seventeen in the chat mentioned about uh, driving seems kind of neat. I think they meant, he meant uh, driving focus. Uh, I think that's an important thing to have in most cases because you really you should be focusing. And then if someone text, sends you a text and instead of it going through, it actually the focus mode automatically sends a text say, "Hey, I'm driving right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I'm 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 not driving." Um, I don't know if you've set that up before, but um, I, I, I was on at one point, but I turned it off. <laughs> I deleted it so fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't want to be looking at my phone. Of course, I also usually have my AirPods in, so I would have yeah. gotten it auditorily. In one ear, of course. <laughs> um, yes, in one ear. Um, uh, but that, that is a great idea. Um, for a lot of things, what I don't like is the text back because wow. I don't want to create a world where the only reason I didn't respond to you immediately was because I was driving. Okay. I don't want that to be the social norm. Now, that mm-hmm. is not about how you should use it. If you want to use it that way, that's fine. I didn't like the feature existing because I don't like encouraging that. Okay. Yeah, the the problem for me with the driving one, and I did use it for a while, mm-hmm. all the way up until I uh, I got a message that I didn't know about that was that told me, "Hey, I know you're on the way, but I had car trouble. I'm not where you're expecting me to be. Can you please come get me here?" Mm-hmm. I show up at the wrong place because my phone didn't tell me about the message. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, luckily the two locations were close enough yeah. that um, I was able to, uh, to, to show up where I needed in a reasonable amount of time. But at that point I was like, ah, okay, well, this person isn't a VIP. They're not going to be a VIP. I'm just turning this off and never using it again. Now they do have that option of if you display it, someone can say notify anyway. Yeah, right. Yes, which I have but Apple already hit lost before. me but, on that one. Right. No, I know yeah. I get it, but yeah. that is the reason that that exists. Um, I am torn on it because yes, it is nice to have that happen in an emergency. Right. Um, but also, like I've accidentally hit it on somebody else and felt terrible. Yeah. It's really easy. I didn't to have do. a confirm and. 
I don't know if it's happened recently because I haven't accidentally done it in a little while, but um, like I, and I don't know if I want to give other people that authority. Like I assume you will do the normal thing and call twice if it's that urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't even remember now which of my focus modes have it enabled or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's there. And and I have a feeling for a lot of people, being able to have their phone automatically go into focus mode when they start driving is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and for me, someone who knows that I don't need to look at my phone. If it's really important, I'm going to get a tap on my wrist and I'll look when it's safe. But that that's not everyone. So mm. I'm glad we have options. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can use the driving mode without the the text back feature, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Uh, another thing about the uh, notify anyway, my, my mother-in-law, when I was, I had that on, uh, she, bless her heart. She was like, oh, I didn't want to text Brittany. Cause it said not to bother her right now. It's like, that's no, no, no. Cool. That means it's okay. You won't you just, bother me. You, I, you just won't be able to respond right away. <laughs> yeah. So I know at least one person who, who, uh, um, it didn't click. The messaging did not click for them. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on and go with a couple more topics here I'd like to hit. Um, Jeff, you turned on turned me on to this, and I can't believe this website. So I really wanted to talk about it briefly. Oh, yes. I'm glad Add you content.xyz. And uh, at first you sent me the link to the all Apple keynotes. Basically, the way this was set up, and I just, just by me observing here how it works, they've set this up where this context, you just type in a word, and it automatically goes to YouTube, and it looks for specific topic that you type into that search box so you type in let's say iphone it'll say oh we talked about that at wwdc 20 you know 2015 <laughs> and, and it'll actually go to that part of the video and actually play that part of the video that uh uh that that talked about that and it's like holy cow this is like in, insane mm-hmm. uh, so i kept doing like put ipod you know so it went back to you know 2012 you put phrases in too and you could put phrases in as well yeah you could actually type in a phrase and, and it actually uh it actually brings you right to YouTube and any of the videos that are, which hopefully you assume that those are still out there. As I know Apple was pulling a lot of them down. Um, but, um, but yeah, this is just pretty awesome. And, and it's not just limited to Apple, but uh, you also, if you go to the, their, their main page, they have like different libraries. And then the people are jumping on this all the time. Like Marcus Brownlee, uh, uh, MKBHD. He's, you can, you could search I mean, he's got thousands and thousands of videos. Anything he talked about, you could just type his type of uh, a word or a phrase and you can find out what he talked about and it grabs right to it. You know, Mr. Beast, that's a big YouTube you guy. I think he must have 90 million followers or something like that. Wow. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a uh, pretty phenomenal that he has, uh, has all these, uh, had all these followers. Um, so yeah, just this video. I just would just type in, he's got 114 million views. <laughs> On this video, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, he's got 115, uh, yeah, 115 million subscribers. Must be nice. Uh, so, uh, amazing. This is a really, in, I mean, I, I like to know about these guys and how they created this and, and you know, the back end of it. And it looks like they're adding more and more content uh, as you go here. You can, because you can contact them and you actually say, hey, can you add our video content in? And no, I don't have anything, but yeah, there we go. I, I, I don't like, I want to click on the best of Elon Musk. So, <laughs> <laughs> enough of him for so check that out it's in the links in the show notes i think this is super cool and thanks for I, 
finding this and stuff. I'm sure. I'm guessing best of Elon Musk is uh, showing him accidentally yeah. breaking the the window on his truck yeah. that still isn't shipping. Exactly. Uh, all right. So let's uh, a few more here. I wanted to talk about password managers. Um, th- there was a big, uh, big story that uh, broke uh, this week uh, that uh, last pass again, latest data breach exposed with some customer information. Um, they, they declared that yes, there was some information that was, uh, w- was out there that uh, it was uh, exposed. They get data from your user accounts or whatever. And this isn't the first time this has happened to LastPass. You know, I use one password. I believe that I don't know if you do, Brittany. I know, I think Jeff does as well. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard much when it comes to one password. I think it's a pretty safe um, application that, that can be used yeah, across well, all platforms. One password hasn't had any data breaches. Ever. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy like LastPass. And, and I mean, once, okay, it happens, but twice or, or more, shame on you. I mean, this is just, I mean, LastPass has really gone downhill since, uh, since a lot of the changes that happened to that company. So, um, so I just wanted that to sucks. bring that up. Yeah. I wanted to bring this up. Just I was to, just about to use it for something. LastPass? I, I'd recommend that you not. I, yeah, well, I would, something... Anyway, that's that's what this organization I'm working with uses, and it's either mm-hmm. that or emailing them my passwords. And so, um, yeah, yeah, um, it's I put, a another, thing. I put another article here in the show notes uh, that also talks about over the last uh, nine or nine or uh, eight or nine years who has had breaches. It did it did list something with one password. I don't think it was anything really big. Uh, yeah, but the the one password thing it, it wasn't uh, a breach um really it was a uh, uh security flaw that yeah. affected oh, all right, the right. password managers on Android so ah, okay uh, yeah so uh LastPass was, was lumped into that one as well and that's the one where where I'm willing to give all the password managers uh uh, a pass, if you will, yeah, because uh, I think that one was actually out of their control, uh, but uh, they all did what they needed to to address the the issue in Android right away. So if that's good, yeah. So uh, got that article in there as well as um, uh, the the article about LastPass. So uh, check that out. So uh, oh, next thing I want to talk about, yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the iPad tenth uh, gen. I have, uh, I've got, I've got one at work. I, want, I haven't actually opened it yet, but I want to take a look at. Um, I want to take a look at uh, how it performs. I mean, I have an M one iPad Pro, so. Uh, but uh, our, our friends at uh, iFixit, uh, they uh, shared a video. Actually, this was today uh, as we record this. Uh, the actual video teardown of the new tenth gen iPad, and we did a closer look in the tablet. There's a revealing why it lacks support of the second gen Apple Pencil, because that was the biggest beef of this. Mm. Not only is the fact that it still has a Lightning connector, it has, and it, but it does support the Apple Pencil. But you have to have the first gen that plugs it into the bottom like a, like a crazy thing. So as they suspected, mm-hmm. uh, it the teardown showed components for the iPad's landscape. Uh, positioned front camera occupied the space where the wireless charging coil would have gone uh, f- if if they would have uh, supported the Apple uh, the second gen Apple Pencil. Well, I guess they mm-hmm. found th- the landscape mode of the camera was more important 
than supporting Apple Pencil 2. Uh, so, uh, and they also confirmed that the iPad has a stretch release battery pull tabs like the 5th gen uh, iPad Air and 6th gen Apple Mini, uh, iPad Mini, making easy for the repair shops to get the, the replace the battery, which that's a good thing. At least, so at least we, uh, yeah, that. So, but again, disappointing that it still has this, it has the, uh, uh, the lightning chart, lightning connector. Uh, it's the only iPad left in the line that still has that. Um, so, but good, good, good. I'm glad, good that we're able to clear that up for us. And at least, you know, you know, you make a decision which one you want. I get people out of time asking me, you know, should I get the iPad Air or should I get the, app, the iPad 10th Gen? Like, oh, 150 bucks. Just get the Air. Come on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that that iPad is so worth it. I mean, for what it does, and you're not you're not paying the the, the high price of the of the the, the Pro. So, give me thoughts. Yeah, and the nine's not a bad option um, yeah. currently either. For yeah, the ninth like, Gen, which which saves you save a lot they of money. Kept that around. Um, mm. So I have a friend who has um, been in denial about her vision issues for a long time mm. and was, you know, a, like recognizing them and stuff. And um, I put together a fund from our friends. This is um, when I did not have enough money to have funded it myself. But I was like, this is what she needs. She needs an iPad. She needs a thing she can zoom in. And so we were able to get the bottom of the line at the time, which was like, a really, really good thing to, for her to have at that point. And um, like it changed her life to have access to this, but I don't know if I could have gotten together enough money for, a, so I'm really glad they keep around a bottom one because it, the processors aren't improving that fast anymore. They're improving. They're good. We get upgrades, but they aren't improving that fast. And so older ones really can last a long time. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that they still have one for sale that, you know, you could order and ship to somebody who really needs it. Like, I'm glad that they still have those. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I, so uh, check it out. I think it's it's definitely worthwhile uh, that uh, it does uh, have that. So um, one last topic I wanted to hit real quick is we talked about iCloud.com. Um, I'm not sure if you, you were aware of this, uh, Brittany, that iCloud.com is now com- has a complete redesign. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's got widgets uh, and you can customize the page and all that stuff. But one of the things that really stood out that I didn't even realize is the fact that you can now restore recently deleted files, bookmarks, calendars, or contacts. Ooh. I mean, I, I heard someone talk about the fact that they had 200 plus contacts that were um, that were on on their between all of their devices. And they, they ran the duplicate contacts feature in, in, the, in iPhone and lost over half of them. Oh so, my God. yeah. So so it's like, holy cow, let's let's oh. panic here. How do you how do you go and recover this? And you thought about it, it's like, oh my god, you might be out of luck unless you did a manual, you know, like if you lost, unless you had actually exported all your contacts into a file, which everybody, I highly recommend that you do that. If you have, even if you have 40 or 50 contacts, whatever amount of contacts you have, many of us have, you know, hundreds, you should have a, uh, you, you should run a backup, you know, uh, export on, on your Mac and then have that, you know, just in case. I mean, I do that all the time. Um, so, but what you can do is you can go under the advanced, um, uh, and click any one of the restore links, um, uh, under advanced in, in the iCloud sign, sign mm-hmm. in here. Uh, and it, it does give you, um, and it does, does give you the option to be able to, uh, go in and restore it, um, which is just pretty incredible. Um, so, 
So check that out. I think it's it's something to be aware of that Apple does give you that option, you know, on iCloud.com. And you may, and may and I've always wondered, other than manual exp- exporting, you know, that that, that that's a great was a great option. I did not know about the restore. That's amazing. But since yeah. they did this redesign beta thing, yep. it's um, not beta anymore. my colleague who's who's on a PC, right? Who's on a PC um mm-hmm. or pulled it out of beta words. Um we do meetings together and a lot of our stuff is on is in Apple Notes. And then she can't always refer to it easily. And so some days the stuff just won't pull up on iCloud.com. But she says it's been a lot more stable since the redesign came out. Yeah. So um in fact really since, since this article was published, they made it even easier. There's there's an actually if you scroll all the way down the bottom of the page, there it shows your plan, your storage, and data recovery. You just click that and it brings you to the uh, to the restore files, restore bookmarks, restore calendars, or restore contacts. And I'm looking in here now. I've got uh, five backups going for the, for the whole month of November that are backed nice. up. Nice. All you got to do is you click it and, but, and then you just click the restore one of the restores and it restores it. Five archives. I mean, this wow. is just a huge. I mean, this is, this is a huge tip. And knowing that you know, you've got this safety net, uh, if you're not remembering to do all your other backups, like we say, Always run your time machine backups. Always run iAmazing if you can. Using iAmazing is always a great utility that I know all of us use mm-hmm. um, to back up our iPhones and our iPads. Um, but uh, here's another another tool that Apple is providing, and I think very very few people know know about it. So, do do yeah. we have a moment to talk about the problems Apple has yes. unintentionally created for backups? Yeah, no. Be great. Okay, so if you're using um, uh, a tool to back up your um, your iPhone, your iPad to your Mac, uh, regardless of whether or not you were encrypting that backup. There's a thing that came along with iOS or uh, 16.1 or uh, actually it might be uh, uh, in the Mac OS side. It doesn't matter. There's this thing now that requires you to type your password on the device every time a local backup is going to start. Oh, and uh, and so the uh, the idea was that um, it it's supposed to protect users from having someone try and intercept and uh, and make a backup of their device and get all, all of their content. Um, the, the reality is it's actually creating a barrier where people are less likely to let the backup happen because you have to have the device like right there in front of you. So you can type the passcode on the device to start the backup. And, uh, you know, and if, and if you have uh, a backup happening once a day, all right, well, that's once a day every single day where you have to type that if it's a backup that happens a couple times a day well now you've just doubled the the number of times you have to enter a passcode just to to make an otherwise automated backup happen so be aware of that when you see that popping up for you it's a thing and it's apple's fault yeah oh no that, that's a good uh yeah it's a good good uh good overview of that because uh yeah always blame you know apple's doomed and, and blame apple for that but uh but there are there are some flaws that you know you have to be aware of uh, yeah uh, amazing so. does have what i think is a much better solution that, that that they tossed out there 
let let people uh, set their backup to be encrypted, authenticate once, just like we used to do, and is and uh, and then from that point forward, you don't need to authenticate on the device every single time. If, however, you are not encrypting your backups, make people uh, authenticate each time for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I got a couple uh, got a couple items here in the chat. Um, uh, Ozak seventeen, uh, thank you for being on chat uh, tonight. Uh, this is uh, great to see some uh, interest here. Uh, go through at least a couple of these here. So he's he does ask: Is there is there any way to turn off the requirement of typing a password locally? I don't think so. No. Yeah, that's that's a thing that Apple introduced with uh, one of the, the most recent uh, software updates. Yeah. So it's a thing that we are just stuck with. Got to be stuck until with Apple it. changes it. Yeah, um, and, and he did 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 say that uh, uh, he should figure out how to export con- specific contacts. So you're probably better off just exporting all of them because otherwise you're going to be really pulling out your hair doing that. Um, uh, and uh, uh, one other thing I'll ask is he asked about uh, using keychain or keychain access. Eh, I'm not a huge fan of having to use that as a primary way of using password storage. You could use it as as a it's secondary. Mine. Do you like it? Yeah, I just I, when I didn't get the uh, other one set up in time, I just kept using the keychain one. Yeah, I use both, and I have. And the good thing about it in the iPhone, you can go into the passwords uh, settings, and you can actually tell it to offer you uh, passwords from one password as well as uh, keychain. Um, you so. know, there, there's nothing wrong with keychain. And, uh, and I love that it's there because Apple has, uh, has reduced the barrier to entry for password management. And that's a really good thing um, for people like, like me and Dave, where we need our password manager to do much more than keychain does. Right. Well, great. That's that's what Apple has always called a third party opportunity. And in this case, that that opportunity has netted uh, one password some money. So, um, you know, if if you're feeling kind of intimidated jumping into password managers, keychain, and yeah. and if it can work well for someone like Brittany, it can work well for pretty much anyone. Yeah, that's right. I mean, meaning it has to be robust to keep up with with uh, with your needs. Yeah. And occasionally I do have to look it up because, you know, I don't have it saved into Chrome. Like sure. on the occasions I use Chrome. Um, but my my one password has gotten out of date. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah it can. It's very easy to do. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up. We had a what an awesome show, you guys. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody in the chat room that joined us this week. That's so exciting. Glad to see you. And Ozark17, very active in the, in the chat. Thank you for all your great questions. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but we tried. But uh, thank you uh, for, for being here and for everybody else uh, that was here. So let's uh, go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, that, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. 
Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming, which is at usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the show live uh, and also listen to past shows and watch the past shows. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are uh, flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Mimir, all so many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65 and on Mastodon at uh, DaveG65, the kids Mastodon.cloud. Um, so check check us check me out there. And uh, Brittany Smith, thank you so much for being here. It was way overdue, and was, we had such a blast. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Aw, thanks so much for having me, Dave. Yeah. Where can we find you? Oh, yeah, that part. Wow, <laughs> I am tired today. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> on the occasions I do tweeting, it's ADD Liberator. And as Dave said earlier on YouTube, it's ADD Liberator. Um, if you're interested in any of the other stuff I do, my website is conquer.consulting. Great. Thank you. Check out our videos. They're, they're, they're really awesome. Aww, uh, and uh, and Jeff Gammon, as always, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Where can people find you? It's always fun to be here. So thank you. Um, okay. I'm Jay Gamut on basically all the socials. Um, so I guess the big ones right now, that would be Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, and Mastodon. I'm uh, on mastodon.social. And um, yeah, then I'm on a bunch of shows. So Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, uh, quite often with both of you. And then on Thursdays on the big show, Fridays on the Mac show, most Thursday evenings here, which is always awesome. And then also on the context machine, Brian Chaffin and I decided to team up again because uh, apparently we just can't get enough of each other. Why not? Right. Uh, Thanks again. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and we enjoyed doing it. And we'll talk again soon.